0: episode 10 of This Isn't Working. So we actually sort of thought of this idea a while ago, but didn't really know what to do with it. But in honor of our 10th episode, we are going to count down our personal top 10 most hated corporatisms. Those words and phrases that you use in your day-to-day work life that you probably don't really use in your your personal life that you just kind of love to hate. So, uh, when we originally thought of an idea like this, we had a really long list of these corporatisms and we just kept adding to them. And uh, when we're inspired and think of ones that we have forgotten about or would we hear a new one, which is what I'm going to turn over to Tiffany for her the work fact of the week, because this was a new one for me to hear.
1: Yeah, this was... A new one for me to hear so casually, I think I've kind of like heard it thrown around or like seen it thrown around, but honestly, not sincerely ever. It's always in making fun of presumably the people that do in fact use it seriously. So this is my first like mm-hmm. earnest experience of this word. So uh, sort of related to our episode last week about LinkedIn, I have recently tried to kind of, you know, be a little more tidy about how I use LinkedIn. Um, I normally just kind of oh, let right. it grow wild like a you know backyard full of weeds kind of deal but i'm trying to cultivate it just a little bit more not in a gross way just in like a hey i am here kind of way and a
0: plus for descriptors (laughs) (laughs) thank
1: you and so i uh got a connection request or a i don't i don't know what you call it but someone asked to connect with me and we had a bunch of mutual connections i didn't personally know this guy but we have a lot of professional actual professional mutual connections not just people I went to college with. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah. that seems like an appropriate time to accept a request. I will do that. So I do that and he immediately DMs me and says that he, you know, thanks so much for accepting the request and he would love to explore synergies. Oh
0: man. I have some immediate thoughts there. That are concerning. (laughs) Um I guess just from like, you know, being a woman using social media, you always kinda have to second guess (laughs) things. And I immediately second guessed this man's intentions with that kind of phrase. Yeah. Did you message him back? No. That's that's one of those things you definitely want to leave on red for sure. Yeah,
1: I just was like, I don't we like we don't work together actually or like actively engage in any You don't actually know this person. Right. We just like we work in the same space we had some common connections. Got it. And so immediately I was like, mm-hmm. well, there goes my attempt to cultivate.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one of those things where you just kind of like rip the, re- the the weed out at the roots <laughs> and just kind of leave it. And yeah, you have a hole in your yard, but it's better than the alternative. So a lot of gardening descriptors today, which is funny because I have yard work to do tomorrow. Maybe
1: that's why it was on my mind. I knew that you were going to spend like a couple days <laughs> doing that, but it just seemed like a fitting way to... Describe how I feel about it was LinkedIn right now.
0: An apt uh, and astute observation, <laughs> but uh, that's a that's a corporatism that I would um, not really like to hear, r- really in any capacity.
1: No, no, it's uh it's kind of a gross one. Like, what does it? Mean. It it basically is like, do we vibe? But like trying to say that professionally. And that's not a very professional you know thing what? to say. So
0: No, and I would rather somebody just say like are we vibing professionally? I, I would actually prefer would just say better? that explicitly. Yeah, I don't like the synergy thing. That doesn't even count.
1: No, that's a bonus on our top ten that's list. A bonus. Hated corporatism.
0: There's going to be another bonus at the end of this episode, but go ahead and kick us off on our top 10 list. And I guess these aren't really in any particular order, and it's really not like a countdown or anything, but I would be be hard-pressed to pick one that I hate the most. Yeah, so go ahead and kick us off with... What you would say is is the first one that comes to mind. So
1: that is the perfect way to think about this one. As you said, we're we're not doing like a 10 to 1 kind of deal. We just came up with 10. This one I picked first because it was my first real experience with a corporatism that I had genuinely never heard before. Mm -hmm. But it was used in the workplace. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what these people, like, am I hearing this right? And then, like, just everybody I work with used it. And that is uh, using the word ask as a noun. Now, this isn't something I've heard everywhere I've worked.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I've heard this very much.
1: It's not as common, but it definitely, like, this was in my, like, first real professional role. And so I was like, man, I do Mm -hmm. not know what is happening here. Like, how did I even get here? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But it's basically, like, instead of saying Um, if we were working on a, like a project, multiple people, and one of them's, you know, kind of leading and they say like, Hey, Tiffany, would you mind emailing so-and-so to ask about this thing that we need from like a person who's not in our group? That's how I would request information. Sure. But it was always, always in this organization. Did you send that ask? Like, would you, would you send the ask Mm -hmm. to so-and-so and And Mm -hmm. like, why, why? Like, I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Yeah, why I don't care for that. Um, that that language at all. I don't. I couldn't even think of a scenario where I would use that or an example that I would come up with that. That that'd be. Tough it's
1: one. not one that ever like got me. Like I never used mm-hmm. ask in that way ever because it just felt so right wrong. And for good reason. <laughs> <laughs> it just was not okay with me. That's a that's a very personal one for me based on my experience, but you've got a a pretty personal one coming up next too, right?
0: Yeah, that's, that's true. So this is purely because of the person who I first heard use it. So I hate the word cadence and much like your ask thing, I don't hear it or haven't really heard it in any other sort of professional environment. Like it's, I mean, people know what the word means, Mm -hmm. but it's not a commonly used word. Most people just say like pace, you know? Um, But we had this person when we worked together, actually, on our leadership team who would say this. He'd be like, we got to get the right cadence and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, just say timing or pace. Like everybody knows what you're trying to say. Just trying to make it sound way smarter. And you're failing miserably. But my my other issues with that word came about when I heard other people in the division use it. Uh, Like they were kind of emulating his use of it. I definitely said it once (gasps) after we quit.
1: Did you wash your mouth out with soap?
0: I might as well have i I pretty much once to a toilet and threw up um it was it was pretty traumatizing because i I just it was like second nature kind of thing. because I guess I heard the words so much and the the context was correct, but I was like nope, never mind the right we need to figure out the right pace of things, you know that sort of stuff and I was like, never again, but i I don't know that's just one of those words that because of the context of when I've heard it that i've 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 grown to hate uh and and will never. Will actively try and not use in my professional career. Yeah, that's
1: one that I definitely never heard outside of where we worked. And I didn't even really interact with, I know who you're talking about, of course, but I didn't even really interact with that person very much. So like...
0: Yeah, you missed absolutely nothing. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I was like not even aware, but I totally understand the feeling of like very situationally being like...
0: Pretty traumatizing if I'm being honest. All right. So that's two. Let's hit up the third one.
1: The third one is offline. This is rarely used yeah. in a good context. You know, let's take this offline. Yeah. Let's not talk about this yeah. thing in front of people that we don't want to know more about it. And then right. if you're one of those people that's not going to be in the offline conversation, you're like, well, what were they saying offline?
0: There's that. And you can always tell when people use it because they're trying to wrap people or like cut people off. Oh, yeah. in the most professional way possible but nobody says let's take this offline in a way that's like "Hmm, this is gonna be a great conversation (laughs) (laughs) it's always gonna be like the a a not great conversation between those two people they're either gonna be trash talking somebody else or it's like your boss giving out to you or something you know what I mean there's no there's no good way of saying that I don't I don't care did we
1: use this phrasing in the like pre-remote working world I feel like I do remember hearing it like Specifically in a meeting context. Whereas.
0: Yeah, it actually took on kind of like a more, I guess you say, real meaning yeah. uh, when we did go remote because you were kind of like taking it offline, off the call by, you know, but then again, I guess you'd still be online when you're having those conversations. But yes, I do recall, as the short answer, people using that word sort of like pre pandemic, pre, you know, remote work kind of being everywhere. Maybe not as frequently, but yeah. definitely heard it. A good few times. I feel like
1: now, because it's almost slightly more literal, even though, you know, as you said, you would still be online because your remote work is connected through the internet. But
0: unless someone's literally calling you on the phone.
1: Yeah, (laughs) which is rare. I don't love what it could mean, but in a purely like semantic sense, I'm like, well, that I'm a little more okay with that one now because it at least like fits. Like with Cadence, I feel like, yeah, technically. The way that was being used, like, probably does fall into the definition, but like, nobody uses that word mm-hmm. in that way. You're right. It was just kind of a Google search thesaurus moment, and he, like, clung to it
0: or he heard somebody like at a higher level say it and he was like Adopted supposed to be me yeah. one day but I think with words like offline my issue with it is just the frequency with which it's used yeah it's just I mean there, there's a number of corporatisms I mean this could have been a hundred word list I mean we have it probably like a good 70 to 100 on our list
1: we had to narrow down a lot
0: <laughs> and that was the challenge of preparing for this episode but yeah it's just from the overuse of that one particularly at this stage in our global working environment yeah. <laughs> um that that I, I don't care for and that kind of brings me to number four which is a word that isn't related to remote work necessarily but i've heard it used a lot over the last several years and that's right sizing mm. and that's when the pandemic like kicked corporate america in the ass uh people were like getting laid off and furloughed left and right so I kept seeing people like, our companies right-sizing to adjust to the changes in the market? But just say you're laying people off. Yeah. They didn't want to say downsizing and they didn't want to use the word layoffs and blah, blah, blah. So I even heard the person who used Cadence say right-sizing several times in the context of a lot of different work and like pre-pandemic and during the pandemic. Right-sizing because it's basically, nobody's saying we're right-sizing in the sense that we're growing. Right. You know, like
1: they want to say that because it sounds like it could be like this the size is fluctuating, but you don't know which direction we're just making it the right size, bigger, smaller. Who's to say, always smaller?
0: I've never been to a job like interview where they're like, We're just right sizes right now. They're like, No, we're growing as a company, and we're hiring more people. Nobody's like, We're, we're just right sizing. No, it, what's happened is like we've laid people off or we fired people because we miscalculated or we made terrible business decisions, blah, blah. That's, that's the gist of this word. So I hate that word because it's a cop-out in my mind. Totally. Like many of many corporatisms are, it's just a, a way for people to say or what they think is a way to say something bad in a good way. Yeah. Cause right sizing sounds like, Oh yeah, we're just, we're hitting our stride, blah, blah, blah. But no, what's happening is you're, You're stagnating or you're downsizing. Yes. I hate that.
1: I'm going to take us off list a little bit because the way that you described how that is such a cop out, like triggered a memory in me. (laughs) One of the jobs like part time job I had, you know, pre college, like in high school, we were like very poorly staffed. I had worked there for quite some time. I really knew what I was doing. But they, like, didn't hire a bunch of people and they, like, changed the shift where someone came in to help to make it, like, later. But it was, like, after the rush. And so it was Mm. someone arrived during chaos and, like, (laughs) missed being helpful pre-chaos. And I I was just so exhausted. I was working, like, double shifts every day, which meant that Mm -hmm. I had to be there at, like, 7 and I wasn't leaving until, like, 10 p.m. And, like, we weren't supposed to do that. Like, I'm a minor at this point. Like, all bad things. Yeah.
0: Oh, God, yeah. And
1: uh, I was made, like, not a supervisor. There was some, you know, like, garbage word. Like a
0: shift leader or something? Yeah, something
1: something like that where they were like, you're going to make the schedule, but you get no more money. The end. So I was in that situation. And I had really just had enough, like they hadn't gotten me the supplies that I needed for the morning, like we were out of everything, people were upset, and I had no help, and people were just like yelling at me, and I am a bit delicate, and so I was not taking that well. And and I went up to like my supervisor and just said like, I'm done, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And they Mm -hmm. were like, you, you want to quit? And I said, yeah, i I need to be done. Like I'll do two weeks, you know, I you know, get someone else in here, whatever, but like I, I'm done. And they took me up mm-hmm. to the main office and like fired me right then and there. But the phrasing that they used, and this is why your explanation triggered this memory, was that I had to like sign a paper saying that my position had been terminated, and I said, yeah, yeah, no. That sounds like I was fired. I quit. Like, I'm leaving. And I, you know, I was, like, 17. I was terrified that, like, I wouldn't be able to get another job. I wouldn't be able to use these references. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I don't want to sign this because it sounds like you're firing me and I'm quitting. And they're like, the phrasing we use for everyone is that the role has been terminated. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. And it's not what happened. It was so sketchy.
0: I've heard that. For, I actually really don't like the word, the phrasing termination, like the, even in if it's like positive, because when we quit, like we were, we terminated our position yeah. and it sounds, the connotation is very negative yeah. there. And I don't, I don't like that. So I totally get what you're saying, but yeah. Yeah, it was. That's a cop out. It
1: was not great. It was not great. Uh, And right sizing has a similar vibe.
0: Yeah, and it kind of sounds like what you were doing in that situation, all the work you were doing leads you to number five quite well. Yes, actually, (laughs) number
1: five is uh, the concept of wearing multiple hats. So people can either say, like, put on your this hat or I'm wearing my that hat. It's a little trite, mm. like, let's be honest. It's just, you know, it's overused. It's, an, it's another it's cop It's overdone. Out. Yeah. yeah, it's a cop-out. It can mean if you're, like, if a higher-up asks you to wear multiple hats or to put on your other hat or whatever, it almost always means, like, We're going to make you do things that aren't in your job description. You're not actually like being compensated additionally for the work you're taking on. Like You're just putting on another hat. Yes. We're all just wearing hats. You're just changing yours, and it's gross.
0: And if I see it in a job description, I'm like, immediately, no. I've seen what I've needed to see. I
1: also had a supervisor that would use this phrasing as basically an excuse for his incompetence. So he um, was put in charge of something he knew nothing about, which if I have to defend him, that's his defense. But he made absolutely no effort to learn anything about that. But like, that's the part that like I was employed for. So he would just like leave me for weeks at a time with like no instruction, no direction, whatever. And I had just started.
0: like the ether Yeah.
1: Area. I would be like, hey, did you look at that thing that I like need your approval for? And he'd be like, oh, I was wearing my other hat. And that would be the end of it.
0: Oh, no. That would be it. No, I hate that.
1: I'm like, well, could you put on the hat I need you to wear?
0: I've never really heard anybody use it in that context. I've really only heard it. I've only seen on job descriptions or heard people say, we wear multiple hats here. We wear a lot of hats here when they're like, we do a bunch of shit because this job is terrible. And I've been in interviews. They're like, well, you know, we wear multiple hats here. And I'm I'm thinking, Red like, fly. this is not the job nope. for me. Like. <laughs> I mean, some jobs have multiple functions, but that's usually pretty defined. Or when they say stuff like go above and beyond your job description, like in my mind, that's other duties as assigned, which I'm okay with to an extent.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. When people are like, "We wear multiple hats here. I'm like, I can't do the job of 10 people. Right. (laughs) But I've never heard it when somebody was literally like, oh, I was wearing my you know sales hat instead of my marketing hat I've never heard anybody he's
1: the only person I've ever heard use it yeah it was disgusting and it was basically just like "Mm, I don't know how to do that good luck and it was like you are I mean you know a complete loser but like also supposed to be my leader so like could you please try the answer was no yeah
0: could you please lead (laughs) yeah (laughs) He wasn't wearing his leader hat. Yeah, he was <laughs> He's wearing his follower not hat. Not a
1: very good. Something
0: like he was wearing his dumbass hat. Yes,
1: he always had that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: always wore that hat. That, that one was super glued to his head.
1: That was just the top of his head at that
0: point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. So
1: what's uh what's your next one?
0: All right, so number 6 on this list, it, this is a bit of a cop out cuz I'm lumping these all together, but it's really any corporate small talk phrases, so I'm absolutely guilty of saying all these things, but you hear like working hard, hardly working, mm. living the dream, another day in paradise. Uh. I say that all the time to people. And I saw this meme or maybe it was a tweet like a really long time ago that is like, if you work in an office and a white dude says living the dream to you, like you need to do a wellness job. <laughs> like, he's like, he's, he's mentally struggling. like, <laughs> And it's so true. Cause I remember one of our s- supervisors that we had used to always be like, morning, Sean, how's it going today? I'd be like, living the dream. And I'm like, it's 830 in the morning and I'm working, I'm here at a place I hate. What do you think? How do you think I'm doing? Like living the dream. Are you kidding me? I don't have heat in my office and it's 20 degrees outside. And so I would say that sort of stuff. And she'd be like, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> like, no, like I'm I- at my wits end here. This and is so a cry in- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really what it was. So I hate that I say these things and that's why they're on this list because I know I do it and I know I say these things. I think part of it is that you're not genuinely asking me how I'm right. doing. Right. And on the flip side of that, I'm not genuinely asking how you're nope. doing. Like, I love working with people who I have great relationships with and get along with. And there are times I'm like, how are things going with you? Like, how are you legitimately doing? But like, if I'm passing you in a hallway and you're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, good, how are you? Or living the dream. Like, we're not going to have these conversations and that's not particularly in like an american context what people are expecting you to do right but i do hate that i do that so really any corporate small talky phrase or water cooler type phrases i'm i don't i'm not too big on i'm not very keen on but i know that makes me a hypocrite but you know this is what it is i don't
1: really <laughs> say these because i cringe so like i physically they're so bad cringe yeah. At myself for doing it, I slipped once by mistake because I had this, uh, there was like a VP back in uh, one of my old jobs and I was in cubicle land and he would pass through and um, he would say, you know, people's names like, oh, hey, Tiffany, how's it going? But same thing, like he he was literally just like on his way to a meeting or he would like do a round or yeah. whatever. And like maybe occasionally he would stop and actually talk to people that like he knew, but like I was not one of those people, which is right. fine. Like I had no need to sure. really communicate directly with him. Um but so many people that was a real another day in paradise kind of place. Like that was a very mm-hmm. common response. <laughs> and it made me Yeah, like, like this is actually hell. It made me like so uncomfortable. <laughs> I was like, I mean at that time, like I liked my job for most of the time that I worked there. Mm-hmm. But I w- mm-hmm. I would certainly if I'm conceptualizing paradise um, not have basically any of the elements that surrounded me <laughs> right there. I
0: wouldn't be at work if it was paradise for starters right. you know like and so So I I get that yeah, yeah I get but that. I
1: once accidentally said it and I you know how if you like are at a restaurant and someone says have a great meal and you say thanks, you too. How you just think about it the whole rest of the day.
0: Right. You just kinda of default that's, to it. That's yeah. how
1: I felt about accidentally saying this. So I was like, Oh god.
0: Yeah. I actually realized without intentionally doing like I I sound like the biggest smart ass when I say <laughs> stuff like this as well. And I it's not. I'm not trying to I'm genuinely not trying to to be one but
1: you just have no view, other way of like, saying when
0: you, it when i hear somebody say like how are you if you're passing the hall i just see that as like being polite and so i would just say it back like oh i'm doing well how are you and and that's just you know american business yeah. culture niceties blah, blah blah but then i'd say something like oh you know living the dream and it, it was supposed to be a joke <laughs> but sometimes people would be like all right like damn sorry i asked <laughs> i'm like jesus i'm not well what am i gonna do like I don't know. I, I don't have a good answer. I'm not going to explain myself very well here because I I can be such a smart ass as well. So I know that I'm not perfect at this stuff, but I swear anyone who's listening who's ever heard me say one of these phrases to you, I'm not being a smart ass. I just, I just think it's like funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's not. I think they're maybe funny. it's too sarcastic. I think
1: they're funny. I wish I had like... Um a conscious memory of like hearing you say these things because i would just go back i yeah. would revisit that memory so frequently for oh, you know it's
0: you know it's one that I, I started saying a lot um this is fully sarcastic sometimes um but also meant it to, to be like joke people be like oh how are you doing i'm like thriving and it's ne- i'm never thriving i'm like just getting by like always <laughs> i've done
1: that before too yeah i love it i <laughs> yeah. think it's hilarious
0: i think it's funny because, it was like the first time I used it was like July of twenty twenty. Nobody was thriving. Nobody. Like nobody was thriving. Oh my so God. I I don't know I I always thought that was a a funny little word, but
1: that's a great. I one. I guess the
0: next one is a bit of a, a bit of a cop out as well because it it's kind of like a bunch of different phrases. Yeah, like you can
1: one. tell that we did have a lot of trouble like limiting these some of our top 10 are uh, uh, sort of collections or concepts not specific Mm -hmm, phrases mm -hmm. but they're so related we couldn't split them up so the next one is capacity terms so this is things Mm. like bandwidth when people say they have a lot on their plate or they ask you to like lift things off their plate that was i had a workplace Mm -hmm. where that was like a very common phrase people would ask like supervisors would ask like is there anything I can lift off your plate for you or people would say like I just I just (laughs) need someone to lift this for me (laughs) and I've never worked at a warehouse so like it was almost never applicable Mm -hmm. I feel like bandwidth came in in maybe like the last five or six years at least in my experience I'm sure that it was being used prior to that but suddenly just everyone was like does your team have the bandwidth for that and once I heard it and literally right. thought they meant, like, internet connection and capability.
0: Does your office have the internet capacity? Yeah, this? and I was yeah. like,
1: I mean, we're all online all the time to do our jobs every day. Like, we've got internet. Yeah, we have
0: we have. We, we have, have internet. with
1: obviously. I'm making myself sound very stupid in this episode, but I just, like, these are so like fake and out of context for me that my brain doesn't immediately go to like oh what could this mean in a corporate metaphorical sense I'm just like yeah obviously we're connected to the internet move on
0: right <laughs> yeah I think my issue with bandwidth in particular is just it, it's becoming kind of overused as well yes when I hear it I'm just like I get what people are trying to say but I, I in that sense, like do we have the capacity to do this yeah, thing capacity, right now resources, I don't really use Yeah, I use those types of words more. Um, I do say, I have said a lot on my plate, I think.
1: I never got on the uh, lift train, but I'm sure I've said a lot on my plate at some point.
0: I think sometimes, especially with these types of corporatisms, we're saying, we're not really saying what we mean. We're just trying to like find another way oh, yeah. to not explicitly say what we're saying what's going yeah, on Yeah, because
1: you can't say like i've i have too much work you've given me too much work you need to hire three more people so that we can you know as you said share what's on the plate across four plates and right. then everyone will have exactly the right amount on their plate and you can't say that
0: no and i i'm not sure if these are like american corporatisms exclusively with regard to the capacity terms that be i think i've I think I've heard non-Americans say, you know, like, a lot on my plate and that I type definitely thing. Have but thing, uh I don't know if I've heard bandwidth or anything like that, so I'm not sure, but that's, yeah, capacity terms are tough because, again, the context is usually not great. Nobody's like, hey, you know what, like... You've got too much on your plate. Let's take some stuff off. Because that usually means somebody else is getting more work. It's not like you're not permanently axing something. You know, you're not 86ing an item off the menu. Or
1: do you know what? Back when we were sort of um, pre-pandemic, like initially, a lot of my work was being phased from like useful and strategic to putting out daily fires. That was framed for me as taking things off my plate. They were the things I wanted right. to be doing. Nobody cared about that. Mm-hmm. The thing was less stuff on the plate. And they were like, you are so welcome. And I was like, well, yeah, but, you know, now you don't Yeah, now what really do I do? need, a, <laughs> like, you know, the qualifications I have to do my job. So that sucks. Once I
0: got my master's degree, like, I didn't even need a bachelor's degree to do my job anymore, it felt like. The next one is going to hurt you a little bit here because it's gonna it's going to give you, like, some flashbacks to our time working together. And that's data driven terms or like KPIs, key performance indicators. Uh, yeah. So I typically don't have an issue with KPIs, and that is because like I I'm I'm generally a person who wants to like set goals and kind of yeah. like, measure to make sure the things that we're doing are working. In the context that we used to hear these things, and this isn't hasn't been true in recent roles. It's always been like quantitative data only. I think the. Vice president, you know, of the division that we worked in previously together had like an allergy or severe aversion to qualitative data. Everything was like numbers based, everything. So like there's no way to feel warm and fuzzy inside than to be treated as a number, which was so unfortunate because there were a lot of qualitative things we did that we should have been tracking and measuring. But it was all numbers, every single like. Team meeting, it was, where are those numbers at, and blah, blah. And in one of my most recent roles since we left, there was a, a system that I was not familiar with where they called them rocks. Um, <laughs> He's like, goals.
1: Why rocks? And Wait, why r- Why rocks?
0: So there's this thing called the Entrepreneurs Operating System. I think it's E O S is what it is, and I was not familiar with it, but apparently it's a very well known system, very well established, and uh, apparently very successful for like newer companies.
1: This is news to me as well.
0: And so they kept using the phrase rocks, and I'm sitting there thinking, what in the name of Christ are we talking about with these rocks? I guess like each rock like makes up a piece of the bigger. Boulder? Something I don't think there was any boulder, I guess. I don't, yeah, there wasn't, I don't. Rec- it's
1: not even how rocks work.
0: <laughs> no, and nothing about the phrasing made any sense. The idea behind them is that like you have these little like bite-sized goals. Mm. And so it makes like accomplishing them even easier, especially when you're at like a startup where, you know, Everything's on fire, constantly. Right. You're trying to figure out how to make things go. Why wouldn't you call them pebbles then? <laughs> Why rocks? I always was like super annoyed every time we'd have a team meeting and be like, "All right, let's talk about our rocks." And I'm like, "We could call them micro goals for all I care. Like anything but this." Um, so that was annoying.
1: It feels like a metaphor that didn't fully get. It didn't out. land, yeah.
0: yeah, and that's why it bothered me. Cause like the idea behind this like system of building a business was really cool. Like the idea of like oh everybody gets a list of like mini goals and it like one it makes people feel like they're accomplishing a lot, but also they're realistic and you yeah. know like they're still trackable. So like the idea was there, but just the phrase like the rock phrasing, did not rock my world <laughs> at all. So
1: oh, that's so bad. It was a tough one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I hated it. I immediately regret saying it. But anyways, anytime I see data driven in a job description or in a job posting, I'm like, eh,
1: that's it's concerning. Mean just
0: like numbers. Yeah, because yeah. like
1: we both are pro data, and you know you should look at information and you should right. You should <laughs> yes. take that into <laughs> consideration, but when you're only looking at quantitative data and not looking at anything qualitative like you're you're only seeing half the picture if that
0: i agree yeah yeah the
1: uh the other sort of driven uh corporatism <laughs> that we hate is mission driven this was something yeah. we heard yeah all the time um and i have mentioned that like I personally am, like you know, mission driven in a in a non pukey way. That like I, oh, I yeah. want to be passionate about what yeah, I do. I want to sure. believe in it. But when this is used in a corporate context, it usually means like we're going to manipulate you and say that everything's for the mission. And if right. you're not for the mission, then mm, you know, like, what are you even doing here? Why you don't even belong? Like you have to be driven by the mission.
0: Yes. Uh, also, very much along the lines of what people say they're like a values based organization. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure Halliburton is a values-based organization <laughs> or Enron is it was a values-based organization. Like, he's oh, coming Enron with Ron a literal values. devil. Like, I, for our younger listeners, Google Enron.
1: <laughs> I
0: mean, we're almost too young to, like, be making Enron references. Yeah, we but...
1: were children when Enron happened, but it's definitely something that is, like, buried in my brain.
0: Theranos. For anyone watching The Dropout, you know, was probably a mission-driven, values-based organization. So every single company says these things. And I think it's good to have, like, corporate values and this sort of thing. But I I think a lot of times, unfortunately, this is very much not always the case, but a lot of times it's just a way of them being like, we're going to manipulate the shit out of you. Like, (laughs) Olive Garden has values, you know, like...
1: (laughs) especially in in work that is based more on like positive values mm-hmm. so like you know working in nonprofits or things like that and like yeah those are mission driven obviously and the people that work for them typically are very passionate and very invested or you know they're they've had personal experiences that relate to the work that they do and so there is a lot of that but if you're working at more of a business more of a corporate setting um and even in higher ed like we were it, it can just get a little dicey when when people lean too much on it
0: i always think about it because i see this all the time on job descriptions for these types of companies like how do you how are you like a a banker at wells fargo or like a debt collector at nelnet and like yeah i'm really i'm in it for the values i'm, I'm in it for the mission driven what <laughs> like how do you how do you wrestle those two things? I guess I've never worked at a job where that's been an issue for me. Yeah, like some jobs like waiting tables, I didn't really think about like this is a a mission driven restaurant or anything yeah. like that. But any sort of like quote unquote adult job or postgraduate job, I'll call it um, that I've had, I've always been like yeah, uh, I I jive with most of the values at an or a particular organization and it's definitely one of the reasons that you're drawn to it. Um not that long ago I applied to a job actually and one of the reasons was because of like one of their core values and or core like strategic priorities cuz it like they were able to demonstrate why it was the case. Um but sometimes I think they're just listed there for like lip service and but to your original point like that was used to manipulate us so so much at our when we worked together um i remember one person always being like we're such a mission driven organization we're so blessed to work here like
1: yeah do you know what? one of the um, one of the uh, cer- certainly not one of the first but one of the most memorable uses of that wasn't even to manipulate me but this woman was like manipulating herself and it was just so <laughs> wild to see it pl- like to watch it happen um because when yeah. What happened was uh, there were some budgetary concerns. This was pre-pandemic. This was actually just Mm -hmm. a few months after I started. So it was like really early. One of my really early experiences. (laughs) Yeah. And um, we had previously had sort of like funds to host little parties or gatherings or celebrations or whatever, you know, within certain limits uh, for our office. And
0: Oh, yeah. Like birthdays and that sort of stuff. And that had been
1: cut. Yeah. as, like, drastically as possible. Yes. That was, funnily enough, this was where actual numbers and hard data was never actually provided. Like, we were never told, like, cut your budget by X percent. Oh, it was just, like, no, spend less never. or spend none.
0: At one point, I had an input on budgets as a side note, and I never knew what the budget was, yeah. the actual numbers. Same. I was told to, like, stay within budget. Like, I don't know what the numbers are. And, frankly, the people they reported to, I don't know if they knew what that. I think one person out of the 85 of us knew what the numbers were and he wasn't he wasn't about to tell us <laughs> what the numbers were. Yeah, that was always something I found so crazy ironic cuz like budgetary work in our in like higher education is really important really like important. <laughs> and people people who are involved in it like intimately know the numbers and what their limits are like they will be like you have, you know, $2000 for travel right. this year like whatever the number is. We didn't get Nothing. any of that ever, which was so bizarre. But anyways, that's a huge side. Super
1: note. bizarre and made a lot of sense when they were like we're over budget and it was like, well, that's because you right. tell no one what the limits are. <laughs> yeah, because we don't <laughs> like, know what the money is. Not like, surprising. So anyway, someone somewhere was starting to evaluate that and decided that like these, you know, extra expenses or whatever would be cut. But we already had like some sort of celebration or gathering planned. Maybe it was like maybe it was somebody's birthday. I don't remember, but um this woman was like so like it doesn't matter if we if the office can't buy it like we'll bring in food ourselves we'll have this party ourselves like i'm a mom i can do i i know how to cook and host oh and yeah. i was just we like did do
0: all that type of stuff Ugh.
1: like i i yeah, hated yeah. it and like i don't mind you know yeah participating in an office potluck or you know like i can throw together yeah something yeah. for the for the the good of the team etc
0: didn't you used to make cookies i did lot?
1: i made i made cookies and yeah, cornbread those were really those good. were my yeah. signature yes <laughs>
0: <dishes>. the cornbread <laughs> yes yeah the, i remember now oh
1: that's so nice yeah i
0: i i do remember
1: and then the way that she was like we'll tackle this because like You know, we're this is how we all come together as a community and, you know, like value each other. And we're a family. And it was just I was like, what are you saying? Like, who is this for? (laughs) Or It's just me here.
0: It was so funny because like the mission driven thing always went out the window for the most random stuff too. like. I remember one time right before they shut down the building, like three months before when I was doing all that work before we were closely together. Mm They spent hundred thousand dollars renovating and remodeling a lobby, and then shut the building down three months wow. later. But then, like when it came to like paying people, they'd be like, "Well, you know, we're here for like the mission, and that's part of like that." They might as well say like the mission's part of your conversation. Yeah. Like you just spent a hundred grand on marble flooring for a building that nobody uses anymore. Like, are you kidding me?
1: Wild mismanagement. Uh, so that is nine from our official list. What's last?
0: This one I I'm going to say I don't I I have heard I don't hear it a lot and I think there's a good reason for it and that's when people say the the, the phrase paradigm shift in a corporate environment. Mm. I I think the the phrase paradigm shift should be left to the literary world. Um, I don't think it needs to be used in the corporate world because it's just straight up egregious. Yeah. Like it, it's criminal that people are like and it, it kind of goes on with the mission-driven thing, because the, the phrases that I've heard it, like, the context I've heard it is, like, people being like, you need to change something about yourself. Yeah. And so, like, like this is a good time for, like, us to have, like, a paradigm shift or whatever. I'm like, just tell me that you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think it's people trying to sound really smart and really strategic. The same dude who used Cadence used this a good few times, and that's where I first heard it. and. I remember walking out of a meeting where he said that, and I'm like, I don't have any idea what in the hell that man is talking about, which is a great way to sort of, you know, conclude this episode because we're going to be talking about performance evaluations next week is the, the short of it. But where when Tiffany and I worked together, the same, the cadence dude, the paradigm shift dude, he decided to kind of give them a really nice rebrand and call them personal impact (coughs) reviews yeah oh yeah
1: we will be doing episode 11 next week on performance evaluations we think this will come out at a pretty good time of year i know that a lot of organizations have their new fiscal year that starts in july hopefully you will find it timely and interesting As a reminder, you can leave us a review on This Isn't Working and tell us what your most hated corporatisms are. Did you agree with our list? Do you have any that you would add? DM us on socials. You can always find us on Instagram and TikTok or fill out the form on our website.